But the Raptors are back in action, and they're in tough tonight. They are in Denver. The Nuggets are the top team in the West. You got Jokic, who is a machine. And to chat about it, we head to Denver now. Catch up with a Raptors analyst. Here is Jack Armstrong. How you doing, Jack? Guys, Brian, how you doing? Doing very well. Feeling good about tonight? I mean, how are we feeling going into Denver? It's not an easy game for the Raptors, but, uh, you know, they don't have time to waste. they got to at least compete and hopefully try to find a way to win tonight. Well, I'm excited about it because uh, I think uh, an important thing for the Raptors uh, down the stretch, and they played a lot better uh, in their last 15 games, uh, is the fact that you know, you're playing really good competition down the stretch. And think about it. In the Eastern Conference, they're going to play Boston twice, um, Milwaukee twice, Philly. So they still have five more killer games against those types of teams. And then we're going to see the Clippers and the Lakers out in L.A. to finish this trip off. So uh, they have an incredibly difficult schedule. But uh, in terms of preparing yourself for the opportunity to be in the playoffs, you got to earn it. And then, uh, you know, making you a team that's ready to peak down the stretch, I think no better way to do it than have to take your game to the next level and do it consistently, habitually. And um, I think it also, last but not least, gives you an opportunity, if you're the Raptors front office, to really get a good sense of what this group is about and how far these guys can go. And uh, those are decisions that are going to have to be made about the players in the offseason. Jack, the Raptors are 15th in offense and 15th in defense, uh, kind of middle of the pack. Uh, which one do they need to improve, or which one concerns you a little bit more? No doubt. Uh, you know, We could talk about three-point shooting that were blue in the face. Uh, they are who they are. Hopefully, uh, Will Barton's addition uh, off the bench will help a little bit. Uh, he had a tremendous career here in Denver, and um, – you know, so to me, uh, he, he's a good get for them. And I think the addition of Jakob Pertl has absolutely played, paid dividends and solidified them a little bit in, in their interior D. And he's outstanding in their offensive scheme. Uh, so the concern in my eyes, uh, you know, you are going to be who you are. You hope you're a little better with the three. But the key to me is this team's got to be better defensively. And I think they do a really good job turning people over. And they're a risk-reward. It's like a, a team that blitzes the quarterback quite a bit, feast of famine. Uh, if they can just be a little sounder on possessions where they don't turn you over, and now your opponent is able to run offense and get deeper in the clock and run some of their sequences, can they be sounder guarding that stuff and, and get good old-fashioned stops? When you get the rebound, and now you're able to go the other way. So uh, that definitely, to me, is is what's going to be important. And now tonight against a team that's you know really really talented and skilled, and they play through Jokic so much, uh, they will pick apart if you're not sound. Jack, how's the season been for you, being the color analyst? I mean, you've seen the highest of highs. Like, just where are you at with like your emotional level? Just to what it seems like they've been kind of hovering around mediocrity all year. Just where does your energy level, or are you always just Jack Armstrong fired up? I'm always fired up. Uh, I love it. I mean, it's ball, right? I mean, it's sports. I mean, this is incredible. I mean, how blessed, how lucky are we, how fortunate are we to do what we all four of us 
talking on this phone, on this uh, line right now mm-hmm. to do what we do for a living. I mean, there's so many people out there that uh, would love to do what we do. So uh, I'm blessed. So I love it. I love going to the arena, calling the games, and this is my 25th year doing it. There's been years where the team has not been any good. There's been teams that have been very good, and there's been teams in, in between. This is one of those in-between years. But, uh, you know, my job as an analyst, I think it's uh, – we, we our heavy lifting, Matt and I and our, all of my co- colleagues, our heavy lifting is during seasons that are uh, – the team is poor or average. Uh, when the team's really good, we, don't, we just try not to get in the way. And uh, but it's 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 uh, to me this team is still intriguing, and again I like the Pirtle and and Barton pickups, and uh, they're playing their best basketball here in the last few weeks. Uh, but now that there's another notch on the belt they got to get to, and uh, you're looking at it right now tonight with Jack Armstrong, who's out in Denver Raptors Nuggets tonight on TSN. Um, so I, I'm. Tracking the the MVP pursuit, and it feels like Jokic is a victim of LeBron and Jordan never winning three in a row, as if that's his fault, because only Bird, Russell, and Wilt have ever been three-peat MVPs. So what, people aren't going to vote for him? I sense that that's a part of the narrative is no how could way, you give dude. it to him because his Jordan own didn't colleagues get it. say LeBron he's a freak it. of nature and what he's doing is outrageous Hayes and they're the best team in the West and and Jack I look at it kind of like what Otani just did last year equally as impressive as the year before but there was a judge who passed it right you needed an Aaron Judge like season to surpass it I don't see that in the NBA who is the Aaron Judge of the NBA that is going to usurp Nik- uh, Nikola Jokic for the MVP well, it surely ain't Luka Doncic because no. their team is, uh, and I love them. Uh, maybe it's uh, Jason Tatum. Maybe it's Giannis. Maybe it's Joel Embiid. They would be, in my opinion, the three uh, bigger ca- candidates uh, instead of Luka. Um, but quite frankly, uh, you know, they're not overwhelmingly ahead of them. At the very least, Maybe it's nose to nose, neck to neck, whatever you want, way you want to describe it. And we'll see how it all shapes up here in the last 15, 20 games of the season for these respective teams. But uh, I think he has every right uh, to be a legitimate candidate to win it three years in a row. I, I don't have the opportunity to vote. so I, if, But if I had a vote, those would be the four guys I would consider. And I'd want to let it breathe a few more weeks to see how it all shakes out. I think the one thing with Jokic... Understand, it's a regular season award. And, you know, in terms of his legacy and his resume, now for him, uh, you know, this team is having a great year. But if Golden State is healthy and if Phoenix can look like they're looking right now with the the KD, it ain't going to be an easy path uh, to get to the NBA Finals in spite of the fact that they have uh, a tremendous record and they're number one in the West. They're only a game over 500 away from home. They've only lost four games here in Denver. And obviously, I, you know, I'm a runner. I've been out the last two days running. And when, when I'm running, uh, I feel it. And uh, you guys uh, played on the ice out here years ago. And it's a different place to play other than any other market in the NBA. Salt Lake City and the NBA is only one even close. And it's a lot different. It's a lot, a lot less uh, uh, severe than here, and they have a great home court advantage. 
but they're only uh, there's only seven teams in the whole NBA that have a winning record away from home. Um, so to me, I always look at the teams with winning road records as the teams that I always like that have a great chance to win. And uh, to me, the, the big thing with Jokic is is he going to be able to pull these guys through the West and get them to the NBA Finals? Uh, but that has nothing to do with the MVP. And therefore, for a regular season award, why wouldn't he have a great, great shot to win it three years in a row? Well, I'm looking at the, the standings on the road here, and, and the Raptors are in Denver tonight. Then they're in L.A. to play the Clippers and the Lakers. The Clippers are 18-18 and 18 on the road, 16-15 and 15 at home. And I'm curious, which, which L.A. team is, is more intriguing to you? You know, what the Clippers are trying to figure out, bringing Russ in, and it hasn't gone well, trying to keep Kawhi healthy. Uh, Paul George had some interesting comments last week with J.J. Redick about load management. Or is it the Lakers circus where, you know, Davis, when he's been playing, has been a rock star. LeBron's out. They're trying to infiltrate some new players. Uh, which one do you have circled more when it comes to Crypto.com Arena, if you can believe that's the name of it, the Clippers game or the Lakers game? Well, I, I think the, uh, the fact that the Lakers game's on TSN, we love that. So. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> Good save. On, Thank you, Jack. Shameless plug for our network. Uh, <laughs> Obviously, if LeBron's healthy, uh, they're built for now, as are the Clippers. I think the Clippers have better depth. Uh, they're just trying to integrate a, you know, Bones Island and Gordon and Russ. And, you know, they're trying to uh, kind of figure it all out. Uh, they were not impressive last night against Memphis. I mean, Memphis doesn't have John Morant. That's a gong show in and Ooh. of itself. And, uh, you know, and, and uh, they, you know, they, they, they've had. They've had they have three rotation players out right now, the Grizzlies, and uh, they you know going into the fourth quarter, the Clippers were in big trouble, you know, and, and the Clippers ended up winning, but I was not impressed with them. Uh, so they they have some chemistry issues and they got to work that through, uh, but they have they have the greater potential, the Clippers, and quite frankly, if if they don't get to the Western Finals or the NBA Finals. You could see some shakeup out there. I mean, because the expectation and the financial commitment for Mr. Balma is significant. Jack, you you've uh, worked and coached with a lot of young players. Uh, you have sons yourself. Like, if you were in the John Morant camp right now, like, what's your advice to this guy? Because it it feels like we're watching him possibly throw his career away. Well, a few things. Number one. Um, if, if I'm the league, this is one of my uh, rising stars. He's already he's already a star, but I, I, my friends that have young kids, these young kids love John Moran. I, I think back to when Allen Iverson was a young player coming out of Georgetown, and just their style of play. I mean, just it's it's so fun and exciting to watch. And you know, so he's got a whole bunch of kids that look up to him, and he's in a market that adores him. He's on a good team. And I think the NBA, for the good of the NBA, if there's any way that this young man could be taught a lesson, and if, if they see things and there's enough evidence that indicates maybe it's time for him to take some time off, I think the, the league, in the best interest of the league and in the best interest of him, needs to be strong on this. I think the Memphis Grizzlies have to stop catering to him and have to start 
giving him a whole lot of tough love, which, you know, in today's world of professional sports, uh, teams are very, they walk on eggshells with this stuff. But uh, particularly a small market like Memphis, where there's always that paranoia where, oh, he wants to go to L.A., he wants to go to Miami, he wants to go to New York, whatever. you got to say, no, you know, we, we have standards and you're going to live up to them. And then last but not least, from an internal perspective in his own family, his father seems to be living vicariously through him. Oh, yeah. And, you know, so to me, ultimately, you got to be, uh, you know, you got to be dad. You got to be a proper role model. And you can't be his buddy. Uh, you know, I always say to my kids, I'm, I'm not here to be your friend. You know, this is, you know, I, I'm going to lay it on the line. I'm going to give you tough love and I'm going to compliment you when you do it right. And I'm going to get on your ass when you don't. And uh, sorry, but that's the way it is. And uh, years later, you'll love me for it. And I really don't care if you ticked off at me right now. But I think his, I think his dad and whoever in their family uh, has to come down really hard on him and say, this is enough. And representation, your agent, all that. Uh, and you got whoever these guys you're hanging with, you got to c- completely eliminate them from your circle. We'll leave it there, Jack. Enjoy it in Denver tonight. Enjoy that Lakers game out in L.A. as well. Thank you for this. It'll be great on TSN TV Friday night. Shameless plug. Tune in. Check your, check your local listings. Yes, we will. Thank you, Jack. There's uh, Jack Armstrong, our, our TSN Raptors analyst. Uh, Raptors Nuggets tonight on TSN. All right, we got Graham Dillette coming up. He was live at the Arnie Palmer. What did he see throughout the action, throughout the weekend? What what can we expect this week when we head back to the players? You know what's so weird about the preparation for this weekend? It's all Justin Thomas. Justin Thomas, he yeah. won the tournament two years ago. Actually, Cam Smith won it a year ago, but you can't promote that anymore, right? Cam Smith is the reigning players champ. But he ain't in any of the commercials, man. They're not plugging Cam Smith. He's not playing this week, is he? Of course not. No, of course not. But my point being is it's all, hey, Justin Thomas trying to win again at the players. That was two years ago. It's like that guy's not even alive. It's like like Cam Smith is not. It was the same thing at Riv. I forgot. Joaquin Neiman won Riv. Yeah. It wasn't Max Homer. That was two years ago. Dude, you you didn't see one highlight of that? Nothing. Nothing. Which is great. Well, that's, of course, the PGA. They're, they're not going to do it. But Neiman won Riv. Cam Smith won the players. You know, Liv did some damage. I, I'm not 100% swing. on this, Hayes, but weren't they talking about player, like, as the defending champ and totally negating the last year's winner? I'm not sure. I don't know. Like, as I saw an, e- uh, uh, an interview of Cam Smith over the weekend, because he lives in Jacksonville, he's saying he may show up and just be walking around as a fan. Huh be awkward i mean why would you want to be there if you're cam smith but mm-hmm. we'll see graham delette will join us on that and the arnie palmer and uh back into the leafs tomorrow the raptors tonight overdrive continues tsn 1050 and on the tsn app